It is Senior Recognition Sunday, 2021. It is a weird day. Today we celebrate, we laugh, we rejoice. We also remember we cry and it hurts. Parents, when you say our senior is graduating, that can be a statement of great joy. And I hear folks say our senior is graduating. At the same time, when someone else says our senior is graduating, that can be a hard statement. It can be a sad statement as well. Actually, it's probably both of those things. Well, today it is a weird day. It is a strange day, but it is my honor and it is my blessing to preach to our church and to you, our seniors, today. When I came to Calvary, y'all were in the second grade. I baptized most of you. I was blessed, and we've been blessed as a church to watch you grow up. And I can think as you're sitting here of many different events, we watched y'all grow up. And it went by very quickly, and now we turn a corner. Now we go a new way, and as we do, I want to encourage you, I want to bless you by tying this day and by tying these events and this new path to the Word of God. Now, my prayer today is that you would hear from God today, and I'm, I'm that serious. I'm praying that you hear from God today, and then going into the coming days, going into the coming years, my prayer is that this message, what you're about to hear would greatly impact you. That is my true prayer today. Today our message is entitled, The Single-Minded Senior. The Single-Minded Senior. It comes from one verse, Matthew chapter 6, verse 33. Matthew chapter 6, today verse 33. The Single-Minded Senior. I'm going to ask if you would, if you would stand with me in the honor and the reverence of the reading of God's Word. Jesus is speaking, and Jesus says this, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. I'm gonna read that twice today. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Everybody, Father, we come, and we're rejoicing today. We have hope today. We have a risen Savior today. There is a future today in Christ. I pray, Lord, for these two that were baptized. I'm thankful for their decision to trust Christ, to follow Christ. I'm thankful for this testimony that shows the world their belief. Lord, I pray now that they would find a church that would grow them in the Word of God, that they would find parents that would grow them in the truth of God's Word. And I pray that they would stand as witnesses to our resurrected Savior. I pray for these seniors. I pray, Lord, as they hear today, that they would take in the, the word of God that's living, that's relevant, that's speaking to them in this hour. I pray that it would not impact them just for this day or for a short number of days. Lord, I pray that it would be in their mind and their heart and it would impact them all of the years of their life. Lord, we're thankful for them. We pray that you bless them, that you lead them, that you use them. We're thankful for our time with them as their church. Lord, I pray for the parents today of, of little ones, of these seniors, of other ones that have already left home. I pray that you would bless them and encourage them as well. Lord, I pray most of all that in this hour you would be known, that you would be glorified. 
that your name would be lifted up. We give this hour to you. I pray in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Seniors, as you move forward, in fact, I'll just tell you, not just the seniors, but all of us here today, as we move forward, there are a couple of big questions in life that we have to answer, that you're going to have to answer. And I'll just tell you, these are not questions that we just answer one time, but they're questions that we're going to have to keep on answering. And so I'm telling you, you're going to have to answer some questions And then these questions are going to reoccur, and you're going to have to keep answering those questions. We have the same questions today, all of us. We'll answer those questions when we're 18, when we're 21, when we're 35, when we're 55, when we're 75. Well, here are the questions. The questions of life are this. What should I do? Who should I listen to? And based on what? And listen, I don't care what stage of life you're in, especially you as seniors, these are the questions that we're going to have to answer. What should I do? Who should I listen to? And based on what? Now, now here's here's the heaviness of that. Your life will be built on your answers to those questions. Whatever age you are, seniors today, your life will be built on your answers to those questions. The success or the failings of your life, the good or the bad of your life, the pleasure or the dread of your life will be based upon how well you answer those questions. Do you see how big this is? The the success of your life, the failings of your life, the enjoyment, the pleasure of your life, that, that will all come down to how well you answer these questions. Well, here's why I'm glad to be your preacher today. Because I'm going to actually give you the answer. Evidently, I couldn't be a professor or a teacher because I'd just give you the answer. So just like a cheat sheet, I'm going to give you the answer. There won't be any suspense today. I'm going to give you the answer. Now, listen to me this, this morning, but not just any answer. And not for sure my answer, but the answer from God himself. And so what should I do in life? Who should I listen to? What should I base that on? God himself is going to provide the answer. Today in our verses, in a conversation, if you go and read this entire chapter, in a conversation on the cares of the world, in a discussion of the worries, the anxieties of the world that are caused by the things, the pull of the world. And as Jesus is talking about our draw for clothes and for stuff and for materialistic things and for worldly success, Jesus gives a clarifying sentence. He gives us this one life ordering verse. Now, there's folks that say, this is my life verse. This is the verse I go back to. Well, here in this discussion, in Matthew chapter 6, Jesus presents us here with a clarifying sentence, meaning it gives us clarity. It is a, a, a verse of focus. Now, be sure it actually is the answer 
to the questions that we will have to answer over and over in life. And so be clear today, seniors. Be clear today, church. Whatever stage you're in, this is where we go. If you want to know what to do, if you want to know who to listen to, this is where we turn. Now, let me read the verse again, and then we'll look at the verse. Again, Jesus is speaking. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Let me read that again. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. Jesus says here, in in the middle of this conversation, Jesus says, if we will seek the kingdom of God, if we will seek the righteousness of God, now both of those are found in Jesus Christ, he says, then all of these things will be added to us. Now, he's been talking about where we're going to stay, where we're going to live, what we're going to eat, what we're going to wear, all of the concerns and the cares of life. Jesus says, if you seek the kingdom of God, if you seek the righteousness of God, those things will take care of themselves. That's what Jesus says here. They will be added unto us. This morning, I want to take this one life-clarifying verse, sentence, and I want to make it even more focused. I want to take it and I want to boil it down to just three words, and then we're going to look at and we're going to apply those three words. Basically, this morning, this is going to be a sermon on three words. Now, it's not a three-word sermon, but a sermon based on three words. Maybe we say, oh, shoot. These three words are this. We're going to boil it down to three words. Here are the three words. But seek first. But seek first. In this life-clarifying focal verse, we can take out these three words. But seek first. All right, let's look at the first word, but. But. It is the Greek word day. D-E, day. It is generally a conjunction of contrast. And when we find it, when you find it, it is generally contrasting two things. It is a conjunction of contrast. Well, in its use here in verse 33, it is that, but at the same time, it is also more than that. So yes, it is a contrasting conjunction But it's more than that. It most literally means however, rather, or instead of. And so if there is this thing, instead of that, or rather than that, you do this thing. And that's what the verse is saying. If there is this thing, instead of that thing, you do this thing. So stay with me. Get this. In the context... There is the world's way, there is the world's logic, there is the world's system, and you are gonna be lured into it. Seniors, if you thought you've been lured into it, it hasn't even begun yet, you're gonna be lured 
into the world system. You know what? This is how you prosper in the world system. This is how you have success in the world system. Not only are you going to be lured to it, you're going to be led to it. And folks are going to say, follow me, do these things. And we're going to lead you to the world system. And you can do that. Let me tell you, you can do that. But rather, instead, do something else. Folks, if you're here today and you're 70, you're 50, you're 18, you can be very clear today, the world's way ends in frustration. Have you noticed that? The world's way ends in frustration. I thought I'd get to this point and I'd have these things and they'd be figured out and I'd have these things mapped out and everything would be going good and nothing turned out that way. The world's way ends in frustration. The world's way, it'll leave you tired. Do you see how tired we are as a culture, as a society? We just mope along. We just move along. It takes two and a half songs before anybody smiles in church. We're so tired. The world's way will leave you disillusioned. Man, I thought something was there. Man, I thought that was my hope. And I turned the corner and it was empty. There was nothing there. It leaves you disillusioned. Greatest cause of death for a segment that includes your age is now suicide. A whole lot of folks thought, you know what, if I could do this and if I could do that, and these are the best years, and they get there, and the world system provides nothing. They're disillusioned. The world system will crush your hope, and you will find, listen to me very carefully, no satisfaction in life. You'll find no satisfaction in life. Let me ask you a question, church. Why don't we get that? Why don't we believe that? We still act like we're gonna find satisfaction in the things of the world, and so we chase after those things. Why don't we believe that? Listen, there is no hope, there's no joy, there's no purpose in the world's way. There's not, it's been tried. And yet, where do we invest? Yet, where do we spend our time? Where do we put our effort? There is no satisfaction found in the ways of the world. And so Jesus says, but rather instead of, that brings us to the second word, seek, seek, but seek, seek. It is the Greek word that means to search in order to find. Now, there are some people that like to search in order to search. You ever met people like that? They just like searching. And they say, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Well, it must be the chicken because that had to come first. Well, it could have been the egg because the chicken comes from an egg. And they just like to search. And you give them an answer and they say, well, what about this and what about that? And they enjoy the search. Well, listen, this is a search with the goal of finding in order to find. Another translation, to require to demand, here's the best translation, to strive after, but strive after. Another word, chase, but chase after, but strive after. I want you to get this. 
Jesus says you can go the way of the world. You can chase after the things of the world. You can invest all of your time and all of your energy and all of your effort. You can actually give your life for something that ends in nothing and it will bring no satisfaction. Or you can seek something that does. That's what Jesus says here in these two words. You can can waste your life, you can burn up your hours, or you can chase something, you can seek something that matters. Let me tell you this. Worst thing that I can imagine, it's not dying in an accident, terrible as it is, not dying of cancer, terrible as it would be. Worst thing that I can imagine is this. To actually live your life, to pass through your days Monday and Tuesday and Wednesday, to pass through your years, another year and another year and another year, to pass through your life and to get all the way to the end and to stop and to look back and to know it did not matter. I can't think of anything worse than that. You get all the way to the end and you've lived all the days and you can't go back. You can't take it back. And you sit there and look back and say, well, that was all of that, but it was for nothing. It did not matter. Folks hear me and seniors, you hear me. Seniors, listen very carefully. Life does have purpose. Life does have a meaning There, listen to me, there's a reason to get up in the morning. There's a reason to throw your covers off and to step out of your bed. Life has a meaning and life has a purpose and it is grand and it is tremendous and it's found in Jesus. Worst thing ever to end your life with regret. Oh, I wish I'd never done that. Can't take it back now. Wish I'd never done it. Wish I'd never gone to that place. Wish I'd never done that. Wish I'd done these things. Oh, if I could go back and talk to myself. I wish I could go back and do these things. Time is gone. I'm filled with regret. Friend, hear me today. God has our purpose. And I'm talking to you. I don't care what age you are. If you're 90 years old here today and our seniors here today, you were built for something. Listen to me. You were built for something. And it matters what you do. And my encouragement is this. So chase what matters. It's found in Jesus. Seek, but seek. One last word, kind of convicting. First, First, but seek first. It is a Greek word, means in the first place. It actually means this, above all else. Another definition means chiefly, chiefly, above all else. Folks, hear what Jesus is saying here. He says, above all else. That, that's become distorted in our, in our perception, in our, in our motivation, in our view today. Above all else. That's what Jesus says here. Above all else. Not along with everything else. It's not what he says. Not after something else. 
Not in a well-rounded mix of other things. That's what we say. You know what? You can't be all crazy. You can't be all sold out. So in a well-rounded mix of other things, no, he says, strive after, chase after, above all else, the kingdom of God and his righteousness. I want you to get this today. I want you to hear and be sure of this. This is the part that's convicting of this, of this word. It is not a matter of priority. We say that a lot. Well, it's a matter of priorities. If you get your priorities straight, it's a matter of priority. It's not a matter of priority. That's what we say so we feel better. That's what we say so we can have it both ways. That's what we say so we can be comfortable as we chase, frothed up in our mouth, the things of the world. We say, well, it's a matter of priorities. Listen, it is not a matter of priorities. Jesus says it is the priority. It is chief. It is the priority. But seek first. What does that mean? More importantly, how do you do that? Doesn't mean you have to go into the ministry. You might. But some folks say, well, I'm not, I'm not doing that, so that must be for somebody else. Doesn't mean you have to go into the ministry. It doesn't mean you won't have a job or jobs or a career. It doesn't mean that you won't make plans in life. For our seniors here, in fact, I'll just say it for everyone here, I want to give you the best advice I can give based upon this. If this is your agenda, if this is your goal, I want to give you the best advice I can give. Three last things. Now, I would like to tell you 20 things. In fact, I'd like to tell you 30 things, 34 things. But I'm going to give you, I'm going to narrow it down to the three best pieces of advice that I can give you. Three things I wish somebody had told me. I don't remember hearing it. Maybe they did. I may not have been listening. That would be par for the day. But three pieces of advice that I wish somebody had told me. First thing is this. Spend time large amounts of time in God's word. Now that sounds so easy. That sounds so cliche. That sounds like, oh yeah, that's what the preacher's gonna say. Listen to me, my, my biggest piece of advice is spend large amounts of time in God's word. God's word is truth. You're about to have a whole bunch of voices say, here's the truth. Listen, God's word is truth. In God's word, he leads us in God's word, he directs us. In God's word, he corrects us if he needs to. In God's word, he encourages us. It is how God speaks to us. The single greatest thing you can do, and listen, I'm talking about all ages, the greatest return on your investment is to spend time, large amounts of time in God's word. It's not a religious duty. It's not some burden that you have to endure. It's not some chore. Spend time in God's word. 
Hear it, read it, study it, memorize it. This exact week, a year ago, preparing for this message, I came to this realization. It's pretty plain. I don't know why it took me so long to get there. But did you know there's going to be a time when you'll no longer be in the influence of this church? Maybe soon. Did you know there'll be a time when you'll no longer be in the influence of your parents? And that's why this is so hard for them. This is why it's a hard thing for them to swallow. You'll look up one day and you'll be down the road and it may be two or three years, it may be 10 years, it may be 25 years, but you'll look up one day and you won't hear the voice of your parents. You can't find the voice of your parents. Maybe you live three states away. Maybe you can't get there. Maybe they've passed away, but you'll look up and the influence of this church will be gone. The influence of your parents will be gone. Our voices will have gone silent but the word of God will still stand. And the word of God will still speak and it'll still be true and there'll still be comfort and there'll still be instruction and there'll be a day when you'll be removed from the influence of this church most likely. There'll be a day when you can't hear the voice of your parents anymore and on that day you go to the word of God. He will speak. Praise the Lord. Starting to sound like y'all's parents. Second best piece of advice is this. Now, you may not expect it. I, there's a lot. I got 34 of them. But second best piece of advice is this. Boy, we need to hear it today. Be a part of a local Bible preaching, Christ proclaiming church. Be not an attender not a hat tipper, be a part of a local Bible preaching, Christ proclaiming church. Last night I went to the rodeo and did the opening prayer and it's about 7.35, the rodeo is about to start, has started and they said the police just called and the cars still go from the gate to downtown Vernon, Texas. Woo, isn't that good for Vernon? How's the church not the same? How's the church not the same? How's the church not the same? Listen, we were meant to operate in the church. Listen to me, seniors. Listen to me, church family. We do better when we're active in the church. That's just the truth. God's purpose moves forward when we're active in his church. Senior, let me tell you this. Outside of a committed participation in the church, you will suffer and your Christian walk will suffer. Oh, I'm gonna take a few weeks off, maybe a few months off. You will suffer. In these days, there is a tendency to slip back and to fade away. In these days, there's a tendency to say, you know, I'm too busy. In these, in these days, there's a, list, a whole list of excuses. Well, I think I know enough. You ever get there? I think I know enough. I got spring covered. I'll do it later. I'll do it later. And by in these days, I mean your teens, your 20s, your 30s, your 40s, your 50s, your 70s, your 90s. Listen very carefully. If you're to grow 
in your Christian walk. If you're to thrive in your walk with Jesus Christ, you must commit to a local Bible proclaiming Jesus, proclaiming church outside of the church. You will suffer. Third best piece of advice. Seniors, hear me. Listen. Do it now. Do it now. Seek the Lord now. Walk with the Lord now. Do big things now. Bring glory to our Savior now. Lift up the name of our King Jesus now. You're about to hear, and maybe you've already heard it, you're about to hear, well, these days, the days that you're heading into, these are the days you slip up, it's all right. These are the days you mess up, you try out things, that's all right. These are the days you test the waters. Hey, you gotta test the waters, don't you? These are the days you sow your wild oats. I've heard Baptist deacons say, well, they're just sowing their wild oats. These are the days you gotta see what's in the world. How will you know if you don't go look? These are the days you have to do your own thing. It's okay, that's what these years are for. That's what these days are for. Someday you'll come back. Someday you'll pull it together. We're all right, we did it. Listen, the culture expects that. Sadly, today parents expect that. We buy into that. Listen to me, seniors. What a lie, what a joke. Listen to me, senior, you do it now. Bring honor to Jesus now. You have everything you need now. You're not waiting for some later date. Do it now. Just the other day, Sarah was in fourth grade. <laughs> True story. Just the other day. Addison, you were a third grader. Carrie's parents in Canyon, Carrie's dad was going to fill in and preach at a little country church outside of Canyon. And I guess everybody was going to be gone there that was going to lead the service. And they asked Carrie's dad to preach, to bring the Bible study. And he would need somebody, you remember this? He would need somebody to lead the music, to lead the singing. And so he called about a week ahead of time. He called and asked Sarah Joe and Addison, would y'all lead the singing in this church on this Sunday? Sarah doesn't take things lightly. So she came and talked to me about it. Well, we talked, we talked about how you'd plan a service. She actually had a little fold-out notebook, had a lot of crazy stuff in it. But in this fold-out notebook, she wrote an order of service. She has an order of service for this church. They pick the songs. They go to Canyon for the weekend. They practice the songs on Saturday night. I was here, preaching here. They were there. Two little girls on a Sunday morning stood up and they led the singing in this little old church. They videoed it so I could watch it. There's actually a video of it. 
Be thankful I didn't get it out. <laughs> Sweetest thing ever. Two little girls leading a church. What a friend we have in Jesus. What a, that's what you sang. You remember that? What a friend we have in Jesus. Addison, you know what Dodge City Community College needs? It needs a young woman of God to stand up and tell them they have a friend in Jesus. Do it now. BT, you know what Mary Harden Baylor needs? It needs a bold young man with his feet firmly on the ground not to shrink in and to say there is hope in Jesus Christ. Emily, let me tell you what Tarleton needs. I've heard about Tarleton. You know what they need? They need a person that's not ashamed of the gospel but will testify as a young woman there is hope in Jesus. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. Eli and Lily and Alex, listen to me. God knows where you're at right now. God knows where you're going right now. There's a message of hope. Do it now. Do it now. Do it now. All oh, the opportunity. There's nothing to wait for. All oh, the opportunity in a lost and hurting world. Do it now. Jesus' word to you. His word to us. But seek first. Nothing else will matter but seek first. Let's pray. Every Father, we come. And I'm thankful for the opportunity set before us. Lord, it hurts in the passing of time. It hurts how fast things go by and we let go of things. But what a privilege it is to have young people that have heard and received the word of God. And now that they can go and they can stand, Lord, help them be bold. Lord, help them find a church. Lord, help them stay in your word. Lord, help them to be a witness to tell folks about a Savior that loves them. Lord, help us not forget that's all of us here today, not just them. You know where we're at. You know what's around us, what an opportunity we have. Help us to do it now. Lord, I'm thankful on this day that I can stand and I can say you are gracious, that you are trustworthy, that not one day did you ever leave us, not one day have you ever forsaken us. Not one day is your word not proven true. Not one day is your grace not bigger than our biggest sin. Not one day is your love not magnificent, more than we can calculate, not one day. Lord, we praise you, we worship you, we thank you. I pray in Jesus' name, amen.